The night we launched our Silicon Bowl, we got a order from an influencer. It was Kyrie Harvey. She's a mummy blogger, so right. has more influence than celebrities, I guess. And in one night, we just did hundreds of orders. That was crazy because we went from 10 orders a day to suddenly hundreds. I was still typing in people's addresses into a computer and putting a sticker on a wow. box and whatnot. So I had to learn very quickly what it meant to do bulk. That was a major turning point for us. Welcome to Getting to the Heart of Business, brought to you by The Online Co, where we believe the best way to help small and medium businesses grow is by putting people first. I'm James Parnwell, and in this episode, I'll introduce you to an old friend of mine, Laura Turner. When I first met her as a young person, she was thinking about becoming a psychologist. Business was about the furthest thing from her mind, but everything changed after she had her first baby. Now she's running a wildly popular online store for mums called Wild Indiana. With me is co-host and marketing pro, Jess Caluso. G'day, Jess. Hey, James. Now, you're not only a marketing expert, but you're also a mum. Yes. Of a small person. <laughs> Very small. Um, describe dinner time uh, to me. Okay. So my daughter is nearly 12 months old. So she's in this stage of really starting to get into good solid foods. Yeah. So we're trying lots of different textures and colours and things like that. So we put a bit of a tarp down on the floor under the high chair <laughs> to yeah. make clean up easier. Yes, you're reading my mind, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's quite, it's quite messy. I do recall saying probably about 15 times now in the last month alone to my husband I don't know why we bother vacuuming and mopping <laughs> because we have to do it every day. Well, I've got four kids. They're a bit older now, but um, feeding time at the zoo comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, with four, I can bet. <laughs> so you're familiar with Laura's product. I am. Yeah. I was lucky enough to be to be gifted Laura's... Oh, uh, some nice person yeah, gave silly you boss. Yeah, it was uh, actually a bribe. <laughs> okay. It worked though. <laughs> All right, so before Jess came to work for us, we may have bought her a present. Uh, and uh, It was a congratulations present. It was, yes. That was the first. And it was very helpful and practical. Call and it, I still use it, it today. Calling it a bribe is a little bit rude. Uh, but, you know. Cheeky. Let's go cheeky. <laughs> it's a very good bowl, though. Tell us about how it works. It's Enough so good. It, it is a good bowl. It was a silicon baby's bowl. So it sticks to the tray of the high chair. So it suctions onto the high chair. So my daughter, Georgia, can't lift it up right. and throw it across the room. Which is a thing. Which she does, yeah. She has this <laughs> obsession with picking up things and throwing them off the high chair. I think it's an, an important learning milestone, but I'll leave that to parenting experts to, to talk about. Well, uh, not being able to throw it's the first thing. If she did magically get it up... It wouldn't smash. That's right. It wouldn't smash because it's really flexible and soft. Made out of rubber. Or silicon. Or silicon. Probably should have researched that before I started talking. I'm, I'm quite sure it's made out of silicon. Put it in the microwave, put it in the dishwasher. It's this really beautiful, like, pink, this soft pastel pink colour. Did so you wear it as a hat? Look, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> Children do. Okay. <laughs> Well, in today's interview, you'll hear how Laura, mum of three, fell into her business quite by accident. And it started as a hobby that grew. And during COVID lockdown in 2020, it exploded. So Laura's story is a real inspiration that goes to show that with a little help, you can be a parent and run a successful business at the same time. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Five years ago, you and your husband, Luke, had your first child, a little girl named Indiana. And it's almost like a business was born at the same time. Yes, 
Absolutely. Tell us how it all started. Well, Indy was born and my husband made a wooden play gym and it was just a little wooden frame and with some toys under it. And she would lie under it and it would sort of give me five minutes piece or I could drink it's my coffee. It's important at yeah. that stage, yes, yes. yes. Piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, And at the time I was on maternity leave and I'd just become a new mum and there was this sort of debacle of going back to work but, you know, I didn't want to leave this baby that I had yeah. did. This whole new world had just opened up to me and um, it seemed crazy to think about I'd have nine months with this baby and have to go back into the workforce. Um, and so we decided maybe we could start selling this wooden frame and I wasn't really, I wasn't sure what I was passionate about at that stage. Yeah. But I just knew that I wanted to do something different and I started a social media account. It was quite a new thing at that time to... Uh, be selling things on Instagram. Yeah. So I started an Instagram and we sort of built a bit of a following. I connected with some other mums and other business owners and it sort of grew from there. You mentioned uh, you weren't quite sure what you're passionate about. Yes. And it's, um, I think maybe through movies and stuff, we're taught yeah. to follow our heart and follow our yes. passions. And we don't necessarily yeah. know what that is. No. And I often think uh, you want to look at what's in your heart and mm. you want to be true to that. But also you want to look at what's in your hand. Yes. Absolutely. And that's what you've done. You've seen yes. something in your hand. Yes. And said, all right, maybe yeah. we can start making these. Yes. So Luke's a chippy. Yes. And he started making them. Yeah, so he started making the play gyms and he has an apprentice and they started making just a couple of play gyms and we started, you know, selling them to a couple of people, a couple of friends. Um, and then it got to the point where they were making hundreds of play gyms and we'd have pizza nights and all the apprentices would come and we'd make <laughs> hundreds of play gyms. And then I was up at all hours of the night painting and making the toys that hang off it. Um, and it's sort of something that began just so that I could spend more time with my daughter was sort of growing quite fast to the point where um, we had to look at outsourcing. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've got a product whose demand is demanding yes. more sales. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so now you're going, all right, how can we create some systems? Yes. And was the demand driven by social media or was it word of mouth at that point? Um, a little bit of both. The social media game was a bit of a slow one because you have to build community and build a bit of trust. And obviously I didn't have a background um, in business or anything like that. So it was sort of just, I was a new mum trying to sell a product. So what was special about the Play Gym? I think it was what it could give that mum. It wasn't anything special in the product as such. It was a wooden frame with some toys under it. Um, but it was simple enough for a newborn baby to lie under and not be overstimulated. And it was the idea of being able to give mum five minutes break. And yeah. that's what all mums want. They want that little bit of space. They want that, um, yeah, that time to have a hot coffee. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. So, it's, I mean, it's just interesting that at that point you were your own target customer. Yes. So you understood yes. them. yes really well yes and no doubt you're surrounded by yes. people that were similar so you've just created something that makes sense for them yeah that's right how do the apprentices feel they're going <laughs> i'm gonna go and build houses and yes. they end up building play gyms they actually loved the challenge they right. really did they loved it because we we would make it fun we'd have the pizza night and they would come and uh, it was very repetitive but it was also fun sense of team yeah yeah, yeah. 
So you got a couple of years in and you shifted to a different product, yes. the silicon bowl. <clears throat> yes. Tell us about the bowl and tell us about the shift towards that bowl. Yeah. So the play gym became quite laborsome only because we were painting, we were sanding, we were beading. It was very handmade. Uh, Luke and I were doing it all. We then decided to outsource this and we got it made elsewhere and we realized the beauty of having that product ready made. We, we changed the direction of the business to not just nursery decor as such, not just um, being a pretty brand, but I really wanted to solve problems for mums out there. And I really wanted to have products that solved a problem for a mum and gave them confidence to be a mum. And so I was for ages looking at these silicone bowls. I couldn't find any on the market here in Australia that I really liked and that would work. We then sourced one, I got it custom made and we brought it out. And when we launched it, it kind of put us on the map, I guess, right. as business. A lot of people saw that and wanted the bowl because it solved the problem. It suctions to a high chair and okay. it's microwave, dishwasher safe, stops your bub from throwing it off the high chair. So it solved the problem they for love mom. doing that. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Children. Yeah. <laughs> it gets very messy. Yes. yes. I've done that with four kids of my own. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So we wanted to solve that problem for mum. Um, and also have something that was very durable, but pretty and beautiful looking. Yeah. So you really hit on two things there. One is the product itself. Yeah. And yes. I mean, we joke about it, right? The kids chucking the food off, but it's a real, yes. real issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a pain. Um, it, it suctions to the chair. Yes. It's not going to smash. Yes. It's beautiful. Yes. It's, it's all of those, but they're all external things. Yes. And they're important. Mm. And often we market products or services on the external yeah if you get an electrician in you are going to get a new powerpoint it's an external thing but then there's an internal yes. problem that you're solving as Absolutely. well something going on inside yes. that person you started talking about confidence mm. for mums yeah can you unpack that a little further for me yeah. how does a bowl give confidence to a mum yeah so part of uh the whole why behind my business is I really want mums to know that they have what it takes to be a mum and be a good mum. And if we could do that through products and an online community, that was sort of my purpose of where I wanted to go. So by bringing out a bowl that gave them the confidence that their bubs would maybe sit in the high chair and not throw their bowl and have them be a part of the community, online community, where they could come to every day and maybe not feel so lonely. Um, I think through the product and the marketing that goes around it, we always share with our mums, you have what it takes, you can do the hard things. Um, and starting solids for mums is a, a big thing, especially mm. for a new mum. You've got to introduce food, you've got to introduce the high chair, the utensils and things like that. And if uh, through a product, we can just take care of that for them and give them the confidence that they have what it takes to start solids, that they have what it takes to step into that milestone. That's, yeah, that's a right. win for us. Help, yeah. yeah, help them into that next phase. Yeah, definitely. All of our products, we have a few different products now, all based at milestones and solving a problem for mums. So, so having, having a community, possibly for mums who are sitting at home, for you, you were working yes. and now you're at home yes. alone with this 
little human who you love and is yeah. a pain in the neck at yeah. the same time. All of those things yes. costing yeah, yeah, you yeah. sleep, all the mental torture of that. Yes. And you're saying, hey, let's breathe some life back into yes. this to this mum. Yeah. Um, is your psychology degree background coming through here? A little bit early on, we started a developmental series where I really was trying to funnel my psychology into that and share with parents like how important having a baby with their gross and fine motor skills and develop them and I really tried to funnel it that way Um, I sort of came away going my passion is people I love to help people I have such a passion for mums in need and that are going through motherhood because I've experienced motherhood it can be so lonely it can be such a a big thing Um, and I think that is where my heart is Mm. so yes my psychology degree does help a little bit with my business but at the end of the day I just really want to help mums yeah well that's (laughs) wonderful I mean we always say the best way to grow a small and medium business is to put people first and that means understanding your customer Uh, but having a like a genuine heartfelt desire to make a difference tends to permeate through what you do when you first purchased the bowl You've imported this from overseas? Yes. And was there a, a risk there? Yes, a huge risk. Because it's never been done here. And yes. in hindsight, you go, of course it's going to work. But when, yes. when you're there, you're going, I'm going to invest some money yes. and I'm not sh- I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I spent months looking at it going, will this work? Won't it work? Um, it's from overseas. I've never done this before. I've never imported. I've never um, done something custom. I've never spoken to factories over there. That was a whole whole okay. new thing talking to factories over there talking to suppliers um the the language barriers the you know the different big business words that they use yeah. over there and so that was all a brand new the whole thing importing games yes. a whole oh. lot of language and yes. um, taxes and yes yeah. so i learned a lot there so the night we launched our silicon bowl uh we got a order from an influencer and in one night we just did hundreds of orders and to me, that was crazy because we went from, you know, getting 10 orders a day to suddenly hundreds of orders. And I was still singly typing in people's addresses into a computer and putting a sticker on a, on a wow. box and whatnot. So I had to learn very quickly what it meant to do bulk orders. And I think I reluctantly was... I still was holding on to that it was just a hobby. It was just a hobby. Yeah. Um, my husband's business was going to be what made it for us. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of realised how much a product-based business um, was going to work for us over a time-based business. And that was a major turning point for us. My husband was really pushing, saying, you can't keep doing this from yeah. your bedroom sort of thing. You need to take it seriously. So I think that's So was... he's really backed you oh, in this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He is And now really he works with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I want to unpick that because you just said it quickly. Oh, an influencer just picked it up. I mean, this is everybody's <laughs> dream. There's, yes. So this is on, yeah. you're on Instagram. Yes. You've launched your product. You've been po- posting photos, videos, yes. etc. Yeah. And someone who has a massive audience. Yes. Has bought one, commented, yes. yeah, they bought one, yeah, yeah, and then they've pushed it out to there. Yeah, can you say who it was? Um, yeah, it was Kyrie Harvey. She's a, a mummy blogger, right? Which is has more influence than celebrities, I guess, online. Right. So she has the authority and the respect. Yes. In the right yes. target audience. That's right. Yeah. Now you didn't 
contact her. No. There was no outreach. She no. just found you. Yeah, and that was years of building a community online of people that would then talk to their friends and share photos and and then somehow she then reached my photo and she saw the bulb. And that's yeah. accelerated you massively. Yes, definitely. It starts growing rapidly. Yes. When I speak with small and medium business owners, I generally find that they don't really know what their competitors are up to. I wonder if you've ever taken the time to analyse the competitive landscape of your industry. When we do this for clients, we typically find one of two things. Either there's a hero out there, somebody who has taken the time to craft their message, think through their overall strategy and is executing it awesomely, and they are probably dominating your market. That's the first thing. The second thing we find is that nobody's really picked up the act. That gives you a real opportunity to be the hero straight up. You're probably in one of those places where you can look at that hero and take some ideas from what they're doing. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Or alternatively, you can get out there ahead of the pack and dominate from the start. This is just one of the ideas we talk about in our digital marketing playbook. If you feel that this would be helpful for your business, please feel free to book a quick chat and you can find us at theonlineco.net. Now, I often say that uh, in business you've always got problems. Mm. It's good problems and there's bad problems. Yeah. Uh, growing rapidly is a good problem. It's still a problem. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you started at home with half a bedroom and then it started getting bigger. Yes. So, so what did that process look like? Yeah, it was just in our bedroom. All hours of the night we were packing orders. We just started growing. We then decided to add on the wholesale arm. So there was also that demand coming. And then we decided we needed a bigger space. So we actually moved house. Yeah. So we fitted out a garage and we had a home office. Um, and then the boxes started overtaking our house. <laughs> so boxes yeah, everywhere. So yeah. we had a spare room that was full of boxes. And then um, actually COVID hit. Mm. And my husband has a service-based business and obviously mine's a product-based business. His service-based business took a massive hit with COVID um, and my product-based business just went tripled Okay. because everyone was at home online shopping. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> and so there was a lot of uh, mums as well at home shopping. And so COVID, I know it had a massive effect on a lot of businesses, but for ours, it just tripled overnight. Then you ended up in a factory? Yes. You also went to a trade show. How'd that go? It was amazing. Yeah, that was another point where it was a bit of a pinch me moment and I learned a lot from that trade show from the people around me because they'd been there for years, doing years and years of trade show and this was my first. And the point of a trade show basically is to get the attention of retailers to stock your products. So we were brand new there and stockists would come and see our things and that's when they chose to put us in their toy shops. How many retail stores in Australia? At the moment we have about 170 that are stocking our products all over Australia. Right, yeah. so, and this comes back to the uniqueness of what you have that yes. hasn't seen it anywhere yes. else. Yeah. Did it sell itself in a way? Yes, definitely. It sold itself, I think. The, uh, the bowl was quite different to other things on the market. The colours were not the normal tacky kids right. stuff that you just see everywhere we were able to sell aesthetically pleasing beautiful things that mums want in their home and to take photos of <laughs> well there's a there's a little clever marketing thing there that the customer's not the baby the customer's no, no, the no. mum 100 percent. yeah so making the colors that yes. the mum likes yes. makes a lot more sense than making colors yes. that the baby likes. definitely yeah, yeah. 
like any entrepreneur or business owner, you've probably made some mistakes or had mm. some dark moments along yes. the way. Yes. Can you share one of those with us? Yeah, I think um, we got to a point where we were so just wanting to outsource things and we were quite tired of making the play gyms and it wasn't working with this lifestyle that we thought we would have. We've got, you know, very little kids and um, we decided to invest a whole lot of money into getting the play gyms made and getting the accessories made. So we had 500 play gyms, which might not seem like much, but at the time it was a lot of, it was a big investment for someone else to make these play gyms for us. And when they came, they were all faulty, they were all wrong, and we'd already sent the, a majority of them out to our customers. And at the time it felt so damaging to our brand because we'd sent out these awful quality play gyms um, and we'd also invested a lot of money into them and at the time I thought why am I doing this what am I doing this um, <laughs> and I thought I'd made a big mistake but to be honest the way that we were able to then deal with that and um, come back to our customers and serve them and love them and either refund or give them something else and the way that we dealt with that I feel like that also um proved our business and made repeat customers. And so those customers, you know, I've, I've still got customers that remember that time of business <laughs> where we made that huge mistake, but our customers still today and still talk to me, um, are still part of our online community and they remember that. Yeah, so I think people are generally pretty forgiving yes. if you own up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and as yeah. the minute you start hiding things, they'll, they'll nail you. That's right. In the middle of that time, you start asking the big questions, mm. right? Should mm. I be in this business? Yeah. Are we ever going to recover? Mm. Uh, what was going on inside? Um, a lot of self-doubt, I think. I really had to dig deep and go, why am I doing this? Um, and then I really had to come back to the why of why I wanted to help mums, uh, the different avenue of business that I wanted to be a part of. So um, I really wanted to create a business where I could stay at home with my kids. Yep. I really wanted to have something that worked for our lifestyle and not have to do serve work as such, um, but have work around our life and yes. the life that we were choosing with our kids. And so I really had to dig deep and go, why am I doing this? How can we solve this problem? Um, let's refine our products, let's have a whole new process for quality checking, um, let's not just do baby play gyms, let's bring on silicone bowls, let's do this. So we definitely had to put our, our head down, bum up and, and change the direction of our business. And, but I think that came from finding our why and being in a bit of a ditch and we wouldn't have got there if that hadn't have happened. So really, without that big mistake, yes, yeah. you wouldn't be where no, you are No, definitely not. So I hear this over and over again. Yes. Because people don't want to make mistakes. Yes. They don't want the pain. They yes. don't want the suffering. No. And, and of course, no. I don't. But without them, yes. we're generally not yeah. motivated enough to... Change. To pivot. Yeah, absolutely. Pivot's the word of 2020. Sorry, <laughs> everybody. You've probably heard enough of that. But it's true. Yeah. In every business yeah. uh, step, you, you, yes. you need to pivot. And yes. so uh, you've essentially dropped one product which was good yeah. and picked up another product that was great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of rounded out the why of our business. So we found that we were really trying to go down the avenue of milestones with babies. So you've got baby play, you've got starting solids, and then you've got mums 
going out on the go. So it really rounded out our why, definitely. Yeah, and um, the why is so important. Definitely. Because if the why wasn't big enough, yes. you, wouldn't, yes. you wouldn't have kept going. Yes, yeah. And you're saying that the, there's a deep why. I can hear that. The deep why is to help mum. Yes. But the other one is... I don't want to go back to the office. Mm. I want to be with my kids. Yes. Yeah. And if I can have kids and a successful business, why don't I just yes. why don't I do that? Absolutely. And that's totally worth yes. persisting for. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're a marketing company, so I'm very interested in what you're doing marketing-wise. Yeah. And yes. I'm sure the listeners would love to know what's yeah. working. So Instagram, Facebook, yep. all your social media. What, yeah. Can, can you give us the highlights of what yeah. you're doing? So a couple of things. I think building a strong online community has been a big marketing tool for me. The fact that we have, um, we've got 34,000 followers on Instagram and that was built over time and engagement with other people. I would engage with a lot of uh, influencers. So I would send a lot of free products out in the early years, Um, that was a big thing of getting a a good, strong following base. I I think I'm very relatable to my customers in my stories and um, on my posts. So as a mum, I'm... Well, you are a customer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. and so... Yeah, exactly. So just even engaging with them, um, it does take time, obviously, out of my day to be on social media engaging with other mums, but at the same time, they're my customers and they're my repeat buyers and they constantly buy from me. Facebook ads has been a massive thing for us. Yep. Uh, definitely Facebook ads, Instagram ads. That's been a big marketing thing as well for us. And when somebody buys something or registers with you, you get their email. Yes. And then you're able to stay in contact yes. with them via email. Yes. So we've got a lot of email flows set up. Uh, we've got abandoned carts. We've got welcome emails. We've got lots of different touch points with our customers to make them feel loved and, yeah. You say email's beautiful and that you can just let people know yes. that you're still here. Yes, If you just That's right. constantly drip yeah. something towards yes. them. And often, uh, even if they don't read the email, just delete it, yes. they've still seen That's right. your name. That's right, yes. Yeah. We've definitely been able to tap into email in the past year and we've seen huge growth from that. And so at some point you started hiring people. Yes. I had a young girl working for me for a few years who would just come and help me on a casual basis. Um, But it's really only been in the last year that I've hired people on a more full-time basis. And Joe downstairs has taken over all my customer service. Before that, it was all me. It's literally only been in the last three months that I've been able to give that over and do the direction of the business. I couldn't actually drive the business, all the campaigns, all the marketing. It was very like, oh, I didn't reply to that customer about their lost spoon. Like, this is just, yeah. And it, I, I don't know Joe, but it's possible she's just better at that. Yeah, she <laughs> is. The way she responds to emails, I'm like, man, you were so nice to that customer. Yeah, and someone's yeah. angry and you take it personally because it's your business and your product. I do, and I lose sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before that first hire, it was very much a hobby. And as soon as I brought people into the game, I had to take myself seriously. I had to take the business seriously. I had to take myself as a leader seriously, which was a massive change. Yeah. So now do you find yourself skilling up, Mm. doing different things? And and, and what is it that you do to kind of feed yourself at this stage of your business? Yeah, definitely. In the last year, um, I've found that I've had to learn quick. Um, I've had to really get myself around people that are doing way bigger, better things than me. I've 
leveraged off their knowledge, their skills. I've got around people that um, are able to help me learn the financial side of things. So accountants, um, I've had to have a lot of meetings where I'm learning uh, profit and loss sheets and yeah. really getting my head in that because I just I didn't have a business background at all. Um, the online co-podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad it's been helpful. <laughs> um, setting up coffee dates with people that don't even know me and I'm, I'm just so desperate to learn how they did business and so I'll just get around them and yeah I definitely ask for a lot of advice. Yeah I, I mean that's very wise there's, there's no question that um, there's people out there that have made the mistakes you're about to make yes and basically you learn from them and then you yes. don't make that mistake. Yes. What have you learned about stress management throughout this <laughs> growth phase? Because you're dealing with children. Yes. You told me before the interview you're a bit sleep deprived. That's yes. That's pretty normal. How old are your youngest? Six months. Right. So you're yes. right in the thick of it and then you're dealing with the business and that stress. How do you look yes. after yourself? Um, I feel like in the last year I've really had to look at the structure of my business. There was a common thought that I was having that I was the only one that could do it and no one else could do it better than I could. And I think outsourcing a lot of things has really helped me to the point where I love outsourcing now. And I think Josh said it in, in the interview before, leveraging off other people's yeah. skills. Mm. And that is just one thing I've definitely done in the last year everyone can do everything better than me. Like I love bringing people together yeah. and um, someone else might be able to pack something better than me and, and market things and especially graphics and design and things like that. Um, I think Luke coming on and, and helping okay. the business has definitely helped. You, you, it feels, you're sharing the load. Yeah, we're sharing yeah. the load and it sort of feels like we're doing parenting together, which is really lovely. Right. Um, just realising what's important as well. And I think my idea of success in the last year has changed so much. Um, I think before I saw us running these two successful empires as this <laughs> thing that we were so driven for, um, but it was crushing us. And no. we were dealing with anxiety and, and things like this. And um, in the last year, we've just had to realign why we want these businesses yes. and what we're doing it for. So. There's a dream there, mm. and you perhaps have re-looked at the dream and said, yes. oh, actually, yeah. it's not. It's the wrong dream. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> And the pressure of that dream was causing anxiety. Absolutely, and we had this big dream, and, and what you think when you're going to get successful, what your life will look like and who the person you'll be when you're successful, but you sort of get there, and I always had this goal of, you know, six figures, and now we're almost at seven figures, and some way back five years ago, I might have thought that was successful, but I'm still the same Laura here. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it's just all changed. So where are you headed in the future? What's Wild Indiana look like in one, yeah. five, ten years? Yes, time? definitely want to bring on more products um, that solve more problems for mums and give them the confidence to do the hard things and keep being a better mum. Uh, so this year we've got a lot of new products coming on. Um, Great. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. And just, I think, continue building a business that serves us and the stage of life that we're at, I guess. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us, Laura. Thank you. Uh, a lot of gems in there, uh, both sort of philosophical gems, but a bunch of practical gems as well. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, that was Laura Turner. You can find out more about her at wildindiana.com.au. And the best place to find out how she does her marketing is to go onto Instagram and just do a search for Wild Indiana. The way she markets herself on Instagram is fantastic. Jess, I'd really love your thoughts on what she's doing there. Yeah, I mean, if you want to have like the, the guide on how to market on Instagram, just follow her, right? So no she's, matter your business, just go and follow her and yeah, do some learning. And have a look. She just Her Instagram page is fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've watched her for, for a little while now, but probably about eight months or so. What things can you glean for people to take away? The main one is uh, she's staying on top of the technology. So she's using stories and reels, which are a new thing. Well, stories aren't that new, but reels are newish with Instagram and she's using them. So she's working with the algorithm rather than just posting to her profile, which she's doing. She's doing that and she does it well, but she's also using all of the features the platform has. She's present. She's there frequently. She's really consistent. She's really consistent. And on top of all of that, she posts content that her audience wants to see. Mm. So... She's doing everything right. She's using the app to its full potential. She's staying in line and working with the algorithm and she's posting content that her users want to see. And she's her images the- are fantastic. They're great. They're showing people who are using the products so people can see it. They can put themselves in the shoes of the customer and say, yep, yeah, I can see how this is going to work in my life. The content is engaging. It's fun. Yeah. She's just ticking all boxes you, with you, it. You mentioned putting herself in the shoes of the customer. She's probably got a head start on a lot of people in that she is the she customer. She is the customer. That's yeah, right. three and small kids. That's right. That, and that's, I suppose, one of the differences between her and some other people that we interviewed on the podcast or just other businesses in general. You're not always your own customer, no. right? Whereas she is. I mean, having said that, just because you're in cu- you are your own customer, that doesn't mean that you necessarily know what no, you want to see. No, that's exactly but right. But she's done that really well. So she had this tipping point where she had maybe tens of orders a mm. day and went to hundreds through an influencer. Yes. Tell me about influencer marketing. It's an interesting topic because there's a couple of ways to go about it. So the way that Laura's done it is it's, it sort of happened organically for her. She had been posting great content for a long time. Her community had been sharing it and the influencer reached out to her. Perfect. You know, that's the dream scenario, right? But that doesn't always happen for everybody. The best way to engage with influencers is look for people who are genuinely an influencer with your industry. You know, if you're selling silicon bowls to mums, there's really no need to be targeting somebody in the fitness industry. You know, it's got to be aligned, (laughs) right? And a mummy blogger was who came along. That's right. So it was was the perfect person. Um, She has quite an intelligent way of messaging, a real caring way. Yeah. So her messaging on her Instagram bio, one of the points says, got your back, mama. So her messaging is not talking to her products or no. to what she sells, but it's really talking to the psyche of her target market, mums. Yeah. Mums, we always feel like we need some support. <laughs> we never yeah. feel like we're doing it quite right. So to know that you've got that support and she shapes her messaging around that, it's a really, really smart thing that she's done. Absolutely, because yeah. we always say to put people first and that's what she's doing. Exactly right. People will follow her and just feel encouraged whether they buy the bowl or not. Yeah. So, James, Laura was talking about she started to surround herself with some experts or people that she felt had expertise in different areas of business 
Talk to me about why you think that's necessary. Well, she did this in two ways. The, the first way is paid experts. You mm. need a good accountant. You need a good bookkeeper. You need someone yeah. who can help Such you with the legals. Right? Absolutely. So investing well for those people can save you an enormous amount of money but an enormous amount of heartache as well. But then she's talking about friends and she's found herself some friends in business. And this is a wonderful idea where other people that are going through what you're going through um, and you're not sitting there picking each other's brains on like a business tactical level, you're just friends. And you start to pick up and think the way they think and you learn sort of by osmosis and it's just really encouraging, a really great way to do life. It is, isn't it? Because sometimes, you know, in business, it's it's quite lonely. Can be. You, you have those chats with people. Hey, how are you going? How are things? And you, sometimes you don't quite open up. But if you start to surround yourself with a couple of people who you can be quite close with and I suppose open up to, that helps to make all the difference, right? Yeah, absolutely. Coming up next week, you'll hear the riveting story of Phil Callaghan, the guy behind the wheel of a company called Loadshift. He disrupted the trucking industry in Australia in the mid-2000s through tech innovation and an online marketplace where truckers and shippers can meet. Through blood, sweat and probably quite a few tears, Phil worked tirelessly on launching his brilliant company that he knew would work if only he could figure out how to monetize it. It's quite a story. This episode of Getting to the Heart of Business was brought to you by The Online Co. Produced by Claire Bruce, music by Harry Parnwell and you can find us at theonlineco.net. We'd love you to stop by and join the conversation on our Facebook group. Subscribe and share this episode with anyone who you think it might be helpful for.